This is the Leo Slama Audio Experience. Hey everyone, today we're talking with my friend Justin. In the past few years, Justin grew increasingly suspicious and started believing in all kinds of conspiracy theories, leading him to be at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Today, he's on his way back to a normal life and we'll be discussing how, slowly but surely, he managed to get back to reality. You ready? Let's jump in. So Justin, you went to the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Is that true? Yes, that's true. Did you go into the Capitol? No, I did not. Why did you go in front of the Capitol with the people who were <laughs> storming the Capitol a few minutes later? Uh, well, first off, the Capitol wasn't stormed until later on. We were all just there protesting testing and it was peaceful but there were instigators in the audience or in the uh, protest that started to shake the gates and started to act uh, recklessly so it wasn't like people knew going as we were walking there that we were going to you know have that kind of that kind of incursion so we didn't we didn't know I didn't know personally that there was going to be people that wanted to storm the barrier and you know, yeah, make a so, make a ruckus, basically. So I want to go back in time a little bit and, and understand what led you to go and protest in front of the Capitol that day. What happened before well, that? For, for, well, first off, it, it wasn't it didn't start as a protest. Like I, I didn't go there thinking that I was going to protest, which is something I want to make clear. I went there supporting the president who I fondly uh, am fond of and believe that he did a lot of really good things for the country and the world. So I was there to support him and there were mil- there were tons of people there to support him. And um, I didn't know that it was going to turn into what it turned into. So what led me there was just fervent support for, for Donald Trump as president, to be honest. It wasn't any, you know... Um, I felt like I, I should. I felt like I needed to be down there to support him. I just felt that uh, I was there to there as a support system, and that's all. I mean, I didn't know that it was going to turn into what it turned into. You know, it wasn't like things were posted about it, and I saw it, or that somebody tipped me off and saying, you know, there's going to be a protest and people are going to, you know break the barriers and stuff like that. I didn't know any of that was going to happen. And if you knew, would you have gone there? No, no, I would not have gone there. And so talk to me about like what led you to go to Washington DC that day in the weeks and months and years prior to this day. Well, I had been following the Trump administration very closely because it was the only thing people could talk about. (laughs) Um, it was the only thing the media could talk about. It was the only thing that was on people's minds was what was Donald Trump doing. And I saw that he was doing a really good job. So I supported him. Um, I went down a rabbit hole and got into all these different umbrella conspiracies that were, you know, and Donald Trump was a sort of, I saw Donald Trump as a sort of savior figure, uh, so to speak. And I, uh, people were worried about me of how far down the rabbit hole I went. And I was, 
you know, adamant against vaccines. I, you know, I don't know if you remember that conversation. So I, I was in a hole. I was in a really, really deep hole. And I took my sister's car without telling my family where I was going and drove down to D.C. by myself. Wow. And and uh, yeah, just was in a just. Yeah. So let's go back to those conspiracy theories. What are the conspiracy theories you believed in? And what do you believe today? Well, it started with, I mean, it started with like, how, how does the world really work? This is a question I've always asked. And I've always been a seeker of truth. And I was always, not always, but I would at times, you know, go into my little nook and secretly research how the financial system really works, who, who owns the banks. You know what I mean? Why, why is there war? These things were not conspiracies necessarily, but they were legitimate questions. And I grew up with my dad, who was really big into the JFK, you know, the JFK conspiracy. And I want to make clear that like conspiracies have a really negative connotation. But the truth is, conspiracies happen all the time. They happen inside boardrooms. They happen inside startup companies. People conspire to do well you know, people conspire to, you know, there's a negative connotation, but the conspiracy element shouldn't be seen as like a fringe thing. You know, when two kids want to play hooky for, from high school, they conspire to do that. You know what I'm saying? No, so, I actually don't, to be honest. What, okay, so a conspir- what, is, what is a conspiracy? When, when more, one, per- one or more people get together to conspire to commit to something, right? That's what a conspiracy is, is when something is done conspiratorially, meaning it's done in secret or it's done in the shadows and it's done with more than one person, whatever that is. Yeah, but I think there is a difference between a conspiracy, uh, whatever definition you have in your mind, and a conspiracy theory where you put a truth that you don't know if it's true or not onto other people. And that's very different from you deciding with your friend to go play hockey. (laughs) Right. But my point is I'm a conspiracy realist. So I believe that conspiracies exist and I believe they exist for good reasons. And I believe they exist for some not good reasons. So I had been, I am somebody that questions my, you know, questions things a lot. And the conspiracies that I really questioned was like how the financial system really works. Like who controls the media, all these questions that I think any reasonable person should ask, like, how does the world really work? The conspiracy theories that I was getting into was like, basically, is the world one big conspiracy? That's the umbrella question that I was asking. That's it. Like, you could go from there, you could spin it off into any anything. I saw Donald Trump as a savior figure who was helping to, like, abolish this stranglehold that I thought was happening all across the world, which is that the world was a big conspiracy. That was a thesis that I came up with in the last four years. And it's, and it made me question everything, you know, from like my entire existence to like the efficacy of vaccines, you know, do you you know what I'm talking about? 
like I, we were, we were sitting in the thing and I was like, no, Max, I was trying to impose myself onto you, my beliefs onto you in a really stringent, very restrictive way. And that is a sign of like, wow, I went really too far down the rabbit hole. I can't have, I can't have any, a conversation outside of the world being this conspiracy and that everybody may be in on it. It was a total schizophrenic way of, of, of existing. And I want to stress that you are now vaccinated. <laughs> yes, I'm vaccinated. And you don't believe in these uh, conspiracy theories anymore? I don't believe that the world is a big conspiracy. Let's just put it that way. If you're going to say like, yes, I believe that people conspire. I believe war. I believe war is a conspiracy. I believe people conspire for war. Like that's a conspiracy. People like when, when somebody wants to portray a different narrative that vaccines that, you know, you don't need to get the vaccine or that you do need to get the vaccine, they'll conspire to create a narrative around that. It's not necessarily cool. a bad thing, but it's a, it's a reality of just this, this, the world that we live in is that conspiracies are real and they exist. And once I, once you acknowledge that, then you say, okay, well, I can live my life thinking that in a negative way, like that I can't do anything about it or in a positive way where I can make positive change and impact my, my surroundings in a way that has positive benefit. Uh, you, you keep talking about conspiracies in a way I think only you understand. Like you can replace the word conspiracy by a decision, like about the vaccines or stuff like that. Like it doesn't have to be secret. Um, and what what I what it seems to me, because I, I know you and I know what happened to you in the past few years, is that it's important to you that, you know, conspiracies are a reality in your reality that's very much yours still which concerns me a lot, because if there's no conspiracy, as you say, then it means that you're the sole responsible of your own life and your own you know, sadness and failure, and not just you personally, but anyone that's out there and, and listening to, to us. Like It's always easier to you know, believe there are conspiracies and that people are conspiring, as you say, in secret, and you're not part of it, you're excluded from it. And that's the reason why you know, the world is, is how it is, you know, and, and it's, it's funny, you, you always talk about wars and, and the vaccines, so it's about COVID, epidemic, and what do you think about that? Well, first off, like, I don't subscribe to the, to, to the umbrella belief that the world is a big conspiracy anymore. It only sinks me further down. I don't want to go down. You know, I want to, I want, want to be a good person and I want to, and I want to make a difference and have a positive impact thinking the world is a big conspiracy is a very unhealthy strain of thought. Like you could get so lost in there. And that's what happened to me is I, I saw, or I believe that the world is a big conspiracy and I became paralyzed by this fact and felt that I was big. I was, I was, I couldn't do anything about it. So all I could do was just research all this information and try to, talk about it wherever I could. But for me, the one core reason I think is that I, I would just believe in truth. You know, I just, I'm somebody who just believes in the truth, whatever the truth is, that's what it is. And you, it, it, same with a fact, whatever the facts are, you can't d dispute the facts. You can, 
interpret them and think about them and converse and dialogue about them, but you can't dispute them. A fact is an event. It's a registered action in our reality that you can't dispute. I just think people are tired. I think that the narrative's got to got to stop. So I, I, ju- I just want to go back to um, yeah to my question. Like, so you don't believe in one big conspiracy anymore? You believe in I don't smaller believe conspiracies? The world is a, I believe that conspiracies exist. So I don't believe that the world is like the players in the world are conspiring all the time. But I believe that conspiracies exist, and they exist. They exist from the boardrooms of major corporations to like two kids conspiring to play sick and not go to school and they're texting each other secretly and or they're whatever. It's, you know, just as an example. Um, But I, I don't I don't I don't think it's healthy. Like one question I asked was like, how does this information serve me? How is it bettering me as a person, as an individual? Like, it really isn't. It actually made me much, it actually, at, at the time it was, I was in a really good place while I was researching all this stuff. That's the paradox is that like, I was, I was swimming in heaven, you know, when all this was, when all this was happening. But at the same time, I was consuming information that was very negative. You know, like the Demo- Democratic Party members uh, engage in, you know, really sick and twisted acts or COVID is a major, con- is, a, is fabricated or whatever it is. And like, I can think that all I want, but how does that information better my better me as a person? How does it make me a better friend? How does it make me a better son? How does it make me a better human being for myself and for the people that love me and care for me and I care for them. It doesn't really. And that's something that I woke up to, but I'm still trying to get out of this rabbit hole. Talking about it really helps. So, Yeah, I think there's a, a big discrepancy between what you feel. It's all about emotions, like how it makes you feel or, or how you know, other people see you, etc. And, uh, and mm-hmm. what you, when you talk about the truth, like facts and truth and uh, reality that are not, like there are emotions and feelings and you recognize it yourself that a lot of the conspiracy theories or the big conspiracy theory you're talking about were not real. And so your reality a few months or a few years ago and the facts that you believed in were not facts. So how can you differentiate between the facts that you don't believe anymore uh, because they were not facts, which is like conspiracy theories or just, you know, fallacious theories and what you believe today. How do you make the distinction? I just asked this question, like, does this information serve me in any way? Like, how does the, like, whether COVID is a conspiracy or not, like, it's important to, to acknowledge it for what it is, but it doesn't actually help me in any way to ask that question. I, it's totally outside of my control. What's in my control is what I have the power to change. And that starts with my attitude and my attitude over the last few years while I was swimming in heaven was that the world, it was a total paradox. Do you understand? Like I was swimming in heaven. I was feeling so good. I was feeling so good, like literally, literally so good about myself. And I just felt an overwhelming blanket of love inside of me and all around me 
and at the same time, there was all these events happening in the world. And I was thinking that the world is a big conspiracy. And it's like, as I was, I thought that I was like getting at the truth and the truth was um, like a pure state of awareness. And this pure state of awareness is like how the world really works and what is it, how does it really work, you know? But it's like, why am I asking that question? I'm, I'm just one human being on earth, like just trying to make it by and asking these larger questions while they're important in some contexts, they don't actually serve me. Okay, so what, what you're telling me essentially is that you can still believe in any conspiracy theories, but if it doesn't serve you, I'm not sure what it means, but in any way, then you wouldn't talk about them or read too much about them. But you, you, you're still in the rabbit hole. That's what you're telling me. Uh, I'm, I'm not in the rabbit hole anymore because I, I, I dispelled this belief that the world is a big conspiracy. I still, there's still a reaction and emotion attached to the last few years of my life that's hard to break. It's really, it's hard to break. When you're in the rabbit hole, it's really, it's really difficult to break. You have, it's like information overload and you've rewritten software inside your head. And it just takes a long time to figure out where in the code you went wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. And so I, I don't subscribe to the belief that the world is a big conspiracy anymore. So that trickles down to like, I don't think there's all this conspiring going on and behind the scenes. I think that interests align and that's about it. And that people have agendas, you know, people have agendas that interests align and that, yeah, they conspire to do, you know, when, when a merger takes place, people conspire to make that merger happen. Versus but why, like, why do you have oh, to, why do you have to use the word conspire? Because I want to humanize the word. It's been so, it's been so, It's been militarized. It's such a. It's a, It's been so negatively. Because that's the truth. People do conspire, but it's like so the way you, that they, you they, you you keep saying that's the truth. That's a reality. That's a fact. You know, but like you don't have to say that. Like let's talk about let's talk about conspiracy. Like, um, yeah. consp why? I mean, conspiracy. The word conspiracy has a very negative connotation. Why is this a problem? Like you, you went through the rabbit hole yourself. You saw what it did yeah. to you and to other people who actually stormed the Capitol. You did that. Like, yeah. like, do you understand why it could be justified that it's a negative word? Yes, I do. I think it's a triggering word. Conspiracy is a triggering word. And I think that it, it's, it, it shouldn't be used out of context. I think you're right. I think there is a negative connota connotation attached to conspiracy, but if conspiracies do exist, then I have to acknowledge them as something that exists, but I'm not going to strain myself into, into believing the whole world is one big conspiracy or that there's conspiracies everywhere. Cause I would just, that just is a very schizophrenic way of living your life. And I just don't want that. I think people collaborate on their agendas and that interests align. And maybe that's a better way of describing it than saying, oh, people conspire behind the scenes and they're doing it for negative reasons. No, it could, 
it's just language shapes the way we think. And I think you're right. Conspiracy does have a negative connotation, but if conspiracies do exist, then we shouldn't be barred from using that word as a, as a pressure point to say, why is that happening? You know, we all do that to a certain extent or a certain degree that we, we think people talk about us negatively uh, in our back or that they don't like us or, and, you know, it can be just at work or in our family or friend uh, circles. And then, then you're right. It could be about, you know, the government or companies or, you know, and so it's another scale. But it seems to me that we do that on a small scale or large scale to deflect our own inability to move forward or because we're scared and we fear. We're scared of failure or we fear how people see us. Um, and, you know, this job I wanted and I didn't get, then it's because of the government or it's because of COVID or it's because of this, because of that. Um, and there's a fine line between um, deflecting responsibility on to other people or organizations and believing in conspiracy theories. And I say that knowing you for the past few years, you had a great job. You were very happy. You just... Yep, just I was. Me. I was very happy. Yeah, I was, and I, was. I was very happy. You're absolutely right. It was a total deflection. And you it left was a your coping job. mechanism. Yep. Yeah, you left your job, and you left your friends, and you left even your family, and and you became this person that's completely, I don't want to say paranoid, but like you believe in conspiracy theories. And I want to go I, back to. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. No, no, no. I was just going to say, you're absolutely right. I deflect, it was a total deflection. And I want to go back to the point. I want to go back to the person that I was when I was working full time. I had a great job, great friends. I was doing stuff. I was involved in the community. I was, I was in a really good place. And then the rabbit hole just sunk me. It really did. And yeah, it starts off with is the world a big conspiracy and conspiracy has a negative, negative connotation. And it's a deflection of like taking responsibility of my own life, not wanting to mature as an adult, a lot of, a whole lot of things that I can psychoanalyze. I want to go back to the capital episode. Yeah. Where after protesting, people started to walk towards the building of the Capitol itself. Um, what made you so yeah tell me a bit about what happened in those minutes and what made you decide what made you decide not to break the barrier and enter the capital um well so there were people there that were marching and they marched all the way up to the final barrier there was police there and people were just protesting peacefully and I started to notice that there were some instigators dressed like, like Antifa would basically, who were screaming, like, who were basically instigating by instigating. I mean, they wanted more out of the, out of what was being, what was happening. And I just started notice, noticing a few people try to like shake the barrier, you know, and started, started to create a ruckus. And, you know, I, don't want to assume anything, but you know, people that were doing that looked like they were 
you know, members of Antifa or they were homeless. Right. So I don't know. So they were instigating most of 99.9% of the people there actually no, a little bit less than that were there peacefully. And then they were in, then they were instigated. So I saw it going from like a peaceful protest to all of a sudden, like it getting rowdy and there was smoke, uh, you know, around and I chose not to go in because I felt that it was like, I, I had an epiphany moment, like, wait, what am I actually doing? Why am I here? Like, what did I just witness? Like, what is going on? Why? (laughs) I just started all these questions just started pouring in. And I realized like, wow, this is not who I am. You know, like, this isn't me. I'm not somebody who does this. Like, what am I doing? Like this rabbit hole I'm in. Who does what? What? Who does what? Yeah, I just uh, had had an epiphany moment. So you say you're not this person who does that, but who does what exactly? Oh, like, like, no, no, no. I didn't like who does that, meaning like, I'm not this, I'm not a person that's going to cause like, I don't, I don't like chaos. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't like disorder. I not somebody who's going to create, I'm not somebody who's going to, who's confrontational. Do you know what I mean? That was a, it was a confrontational aggravized, aggro, aggravized assault on the U S Capitol, you know, and that's not me that I don't, you know, it was like, I was in the trance. So you told me that they were like Antifa, but a month ago, when you told me the story, you told me the contrary, that they were far right people with Nazi flags. I, I, uh, no, there were no, no, no Nazi flags. Okay. Um, I, I saw one Confederate flag. That was, that was one. Um, no, a lot of the, a lot of the flags were like Trump, you know, Trump, Trump, Pence, 2020, um, uh, stop the steal. Um, vaccines are bad, you know, like whatever. I just, but no, no Nazi stuff. I'm sure that there were far, far, there were people on both sides of the fringe that instigated something that went beyond, I think, what people were wanted. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Uh, you, because I remember you told me that, like, I mean, what, what's the, you told me, like, you decided to go away. Yeah. Because you thought of your grandmother or someone in your family or that, you know, you're Jewish and you saw something there that made you think, what am I doing here? Because those people are Holocaust deniers and I'm Jewish and I shouldn't be here. You told me something like that. Um, no, I don't know. I never said anything like that. I just was more like what, this, like, I just like what ensued is not me. It's not me. It's not who I am. Like I'm not a confrontational person. This is a major confrontation that I felt like I was a part of because I was standing right in the front, but I didn't go in because something, my moral compass told me to, to say, like, don't go farther than the barrier. 
there was like um, scaffolding there that I went under, but it was like, that was it. I never, I didn't go up to the steps or anything like that, but it was, it was a, it was a very, it was a uh, eye-opening experience. Like I said, most of the people there were just your regular everyday people. They weren't Holocaust deniers. Like, the, you know, they weren't like, they weren't Nazis. They weren't like, you know, black. It was, they, it was just regular people that were just there protesting and supporting the president. That's the truth. I was right there. And then there were some instigators there that were inside of the crowd that just shook it up and just turned people into, into rioters. It's, it was a riot. That's what it was. It turned into an aggravized assault on the, on the Capitol and, and the police, you know, that's what it was. And I, it's sucks. I'm, you know, reason, part of the reason why I sunk so low is because the media called it like called me, it calls me an insurrectionist because I was there, but it's, but it's such a, it's such a paralyzing and, unhealthy way to to communicate that i'm not an insurrectionist you know what i mean like that's not me so why are you calling me an insurrectionist why are you calling me a rioter i'm not i didn't riot i'm telling you the truth i have footage i have a lot of footage of that day i was there you know so Uh, at the same time sorry to show at the same time you you did not enter the capital, so uh, no, I did people, not enter the capital. But when when we see the images of people entering the capital, like this is this is more than just uh, a riot, like the right, right. I, I never saw, there. yeah, I never saw anybody enter the capital. I never heard any gunshots go off. I didn't hear any of that, so right. I can't speak to that. But uh, but you're right, like people. Uh, if people enter the capital, then that, you know, I don't know. I, it just I mean, wasn't me. It's not me. It's not no, me, first, you know. but that's what I'm saying. Like some people yeah. clearly were there to kill some representative of the Congress. Like they, that was clear. They tried to steal some guns from uh, from uh, the guards, and um, and they, they were clearly, you know, about to do that. See, but I don't know anything about that. I didn't hear anything about that. No, I mean it, it's just it's just the footage that we saw, um, yeah, from that day, uh, and then then you know I think three or four guards, uh, I, so two guards died from that day, and then two two or three other killed themselves later on. I think we haven't spoke about that enough. It was more than an insurrection, but uh, but you were not part of this of this. Uh, you you decided to to go away, so. You know, you not wanting the media or anyone else to call you an insurrectionist, like, well, then you were not if you didn't take part in this. You did not take part of trying to kill the guards or, or even representative. Not. Yeah, it's a, so that's why I'm saying, not. that's what I'm saying, like, you were not but an insurrectionist, like you, you decided right. to move away. So, so you not wanting the media or the people to call you an insurrectionist or whatever they did. They call those people. I mean, it's normal, but at the same time, like you don't have to feel targeted because you you were just uh, protesting and then you you went away, you know. 
I, yeah, I, I agree. I do feel targeted and it's difficult to get out of the rabbit hole when like you want to put that behind you, but you've been labeled and it's, you know, an insurrectionist or whatever it is. And it's not a healthy thing to, to do to somebody or to people that want to heal. It's just, it's time to heal. And I, I think, um, I think if I never, if I never got down the rabbit hole, I would never have been here. If I never went down the rabbit hole. Of course. Yeah. There's place. It's funny because you don't want to be called an insurrectionist. And I understand that. And I, I don't think you should be called that way because you did not insurrect. You just yeah. you know, went to a rally and then protested, but you, you, you went away. Um, so I, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think you should feel targeted at the same time. You, you talking about conspiracy theories could include a number of people and we're both Jewish and we know that Jews are a lot yep. in conspiracy theories. And so now maybe you know how it feels to be targeted by conspiracy theories. And I've been since I'm a kid myself because, you know, Jewish people and Jewish people, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it's horrible. It's like people putting words and concepts and, and yes. false facts on your life, on your family, on your religion, on your people. And it's like, you feel targeted because they're talking about you, but at the same time, you, you don't feel like it's you because you're not cons- conspiring. And it's, it's, it's a bit of the same feeling. I think you, you've been targeting as an insurrectionist, but you, you don't feel you were one. Right. And, and I, I don't think you were, I don't think you should be targeted as, as an insurrectionist. I appreciate that. My friends. No, of course. I appreciate- the, yeah. I, I think that. But uh, the solution here, that's what I wanted to say, is um, if someone has a problem with you or tell you an insurrectionist or you feel targeted, like, I don't think you should feel targeted. And uh, if someone has a problem, it's their problem. It's, it's not yours. Yeah, I agree. I agree. One last question. Yeah. So you've been posting a lot on Facebook and other social media about all those conspiracy theories and tell me if i'm wrong but and now you you stop posting about those conspiracy theories maybe you stop posting yeah. at all i don't know um no no posting no more posts okay and people friends of yours are people you're connected with on social media um some of them don't want to talk to you anymore or what's happening yeah so uh i don't actually know but there was one person i mean there were a few people who called me out I was, I was called schizophrenic publicly. I don't know what got over me when I was writing those posts. I just was under a spell and I felt like I was channeling something and felt like I needed to share the information and take on this persona of this person. Um, and I'm terribly sorry for doing that because I, I just made a mistake. It's that simple just made a mistake and uh yeah people there were people called me out i got a lot of defriend like people defriended me i think i think most of the people were probably like actually i'm not gonna assume anything but from what i understand like oh it's it was it's kind of like covid brain like people were stuck inside and like you know it's 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 acceptable do you know what i'm saying it's it's like in a sense, like you were stuck inside, you know, ventured down a rabbit hole, like you got lost. Yes, you might you like you. It seems like you're either having a 
wonderful experience or having a psychological breakdown, but either way, like that's a nap, like that's part of human life is stuff. But then there were a couple of people who really took it to the extreme and like called me out and it hurt. It really did hurt because I wasn't prepared for that. Um, but I'm not posting anything anymore. I had like a mental breakdown, but in that process, I learned a lot about myself. I learned what I was doing wrong, what I was doing. Like, I just learned a lot about myself and I better like my relationship with my family. Um, to better my relationship with friends. So, but mostly my family, my family has been a huge support system for me during this time. And I'm really, I am appreciative of that. Uh, how can we help? Uh, just judgment free zone as much as possible. I don't know, but just getting, just trying to. It's funny that you're asking people not to judge you, but you're still talking about conspiracy theories, which is the biggest judgment ever because it's it's a paranoid way of, of of thinking almost but you know you know what i'm saying yeah i just think that that like we could either move forward with judgment and guilt or we can move forward with forgiveness and reconciliation and that's what i would like is just reconciliation and forgiveness from the people that I may have hurt when I was posting those things or in, in my, in my long winded dialogues about vaccines or anything of that sort is to ask for forgiveness and reconciliation and, and try to move forward. I feel better after talking about it. I appreciate nice. the question. I appreciate you listening. All right, I hope you enjoyed this content. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And most importantly, keep it real.